0: Welcome back everybody to LaMagicast. Do not adjust your headsets. You are not having a dream. We are, in fact, actually recording an episode of the world's greatest yet most infrequent podcast ever. LaMagicast. And I am joined <laughs> I am joined by founding member Julian. Uh, but we also have uh, yeah, it's it's super great to be chatting with you uh, in general, but of course on Rome. And we also have Sam Rubio with us. Sam, how are you, bud?
1: Hey, how you doing, guys? i um, super excited to be here with you guys. I was uh, a guest on one of your episodes a few years ago. So, I mean, listen, I'm super ecstatic that the Magicast is back.
0: Yeah, and, and we have to give uh, proper credit here to Sam. Uh, Sam and I have been talking uh, on and off probably about a year about um, you know, podcasting in general, uh, the history and, and future of the Magicast and and some of the f- things that we we kind of thought we could do with the podcast. And this is what we're going to call step one. Uh, of a of a rebranding of sorts, of a, a, a new strategy around how we're going to be handling uh, La Magic cast so that we can uh, get some content out to you all, kind of like we used to back in the day, which was far more frequent. Uh, and by far more frequent, I mean actually doing one. So <laughs> we're super excited to, to be working with Sam. He's done some great things on uh, a Spanish language podcast. So Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about that to kind of promote uh, to promote that podcast?
1: All right. Uh, thanks, Greg. Uh, so yeah, so this, the, the, it's called Planeta Roma. Uh, I started with this project about five, six months ago. Uh, it's been going great, but we only have, I only have 16, 17 episodes out right now. I'm trying to do a weekly thing as well. Uh, it's been going great. I have a couple of guys that really help me out a lot. They're very knowledgeable. And listen, if you speak Spanish, go on Instagram and Twitter and Planeta underline Roma and, and then we can hook up over there. But yeah. It's been great. Now I want to make the transition to English, and I couldn't team up with a better team than you two, and, and, and hopefully Alex, too, no? very soon.
0: Uh, that's awesome. We we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, Alex, uh, unfortunately, just the, the scheduling, the way it worked out, uh, couldn't make it today, but he absolutely is uh, as excited as Julie and I are to, to kind of uh, dust off the mics and uh, get talking about uh, our beloved Roma. So speaking of we want to get directly into the heart of the content of this podcast of this episode. So we want to kind of make it a state of the union discussion. Just talk about who is AS Roma in 2019 right now with the knowledge that we all have of the, you know, recent past, uh, pre pelota era during this, uh, the current phase under his ownership and, and just really kind of get an understanding of, of who is this team and, and what is it that they're trying to do and where are they trying to go because I think you know and, and I'll just kind of kick it off a little bit here we've seen a lot of changes but not a lot of change if that makes sense Julian do you do you understand what I'm saying
2: I actually exactly understand what you're saying I found the perfect thing I think that can spearhead this discussion okay I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hijack your comment here a little bit no nope, no nope, um, that's this is all about go ahead January fifth two thousand eleven was a historic day for us, Greg. Do you remember what happened that day? Is
0: that pod number
2: one? That was pod number two. So it's pod, pod number, number two. two. Okay. Okay. So we've been doing this number one for over eight years. So little little uh, shout out to this little podcast. who has been going for nearly a decade now. Um, on Law Magic has episode two. In the little blurb we put up for that episode, two of the questions we put that we were going to discuss were as follows. Renieri, will he be our coach next season? And the Americans link to the club, what can we expect? Uh, are we any closer to answering these questions? Than great?
0: That is amazing. That is oh absolutely God. amazing. Uh the more things change the more they stay the same, I guess. Um you know, Sam, what what's your what's your perspective on Uh, you know, the, the fact that, you know, it's been this, this long, not from a magic aspect, just from, you know, understanding what this club and this organization is about that so many years have passed and yet we are seemingly in the same place. I mean, literally with with the same kind of caretaker coach situation.
1: I completely agree with you. Um, really we are in the same position we're trying to qualify for europe every year we're trying to win. We, we we were supposed to take it to the next level a decade ago no uh, and we are mm-hmm. in the same place yeah it,
0: it's it's really it's really amazing it's heads up to our crack research staff for uh pulling back uh <laughs> uh pod, podcast number 2 who that had the the same exact kind of reference point that, that we're trying to create today and and you know, so I guess when we look at it, you know, again, many coaches, many styles, many systems, many players, uh, you know, have come and gone, and it, it really seems like we haven't really been able to kind of uh, take the the big leaps that that we've wanted to. Excuse me, but you know, we've come close a couple of times, mm-hmm. right, including under Ranieri is uh, in his run. Oh, the closest, um, yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, you know, falling uh, shy to enter. Who can forget uh, the again, uh, game? Right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was the nail in the coffin right there. Casano done did us in. Um, oh, we don't talk about that game, and then, about you Sam- know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a <Le> magic casual, rule, <laughs> Sam. I thought you were a listener, but clearly not. Um, uh, we kid because we care. Fair enough. Uh, but then the. <laughs> and then uh, sure enough uh, again under you know Garcia had had that amazing start uh you know and a and a fantastic season you know with with him as well so there've been flashes of brilliance but if we're really truly honest there have been flashes of brilliance all along right uh you know under Spalletti's run there were there were you know elements of close but uh uh but no cigar so I, I really am struggling as you know. I, I watch a game and and I see the performance, and I see a team that can go out and and uh, dominate in Champions League, and then I see a team that can come and and lose, you know, to a mid to bottom table team. And mm-hmm. I think we would all agree that that is absolutely what AS Roma is—not only in 2019, but yeah, in years past. Absolutely. So, like, I think that's I mean, Greg, what I, I want to jump with. In-
2: yeah, if yeah I,
1: please
2: can. I think you brought up so much, so much interesting stuff that's really worth dissecting. I wanna touch on a few of these things really quickly, okay? And please interrupt yep. me if uh, yep. you have a counterpoint. Um, yep. So over the past eight years, I think you're spot on. We we It feels like we've been kind of spinning our tires in the mud and I think we gotta take context into account. Over the past eight years, Juventus has risen from um, maybe, was that their first Scudetto under Conte to a European juggernaut who could sign Cristiano Ronaldo. Napoli's jumped up leaps and bounds with their style of play with their football with the players they brought in Inter and Milan have gone through rebuilds. So Roma has gotten Better although I I, hesitated. I actually quite like the 2010 2011 teams for Roma, but um, We've at least kept up But the the tide keeps rising So I think that part of the problem is we need to make bigger jumps and we aren't able to do that um, and over time we've gotten That's close, a Point, but 2018 to 2019 Roma, unfortunately, is just not particularly great at any one thing. I look at the stats really quickly. We have the third highest amount of goals scored in the league, which is nice, but our star striker only has seven goals. Um, In terms of the goals that we allow, we're we're bang average. We allow 39 goals. I mean, there are two, four, six, eight teams that do better defensively than we do. And um, in terms of the wins, we have 13 wins out of 28 games. We're just not, really a remarkable attacking side we're a decent attacking side we're not a remarkable defending side by any means um and this team feels a little static at times so that, that's a little the first part of what i said is a little contextual the second part i think is a, a little bit more like in the moment what's going on with this team but it, it does the club feels a little stale and i think it's telling that the same concerns we had eight years ago are kind of the same concerns we have today
1: yeah i agree you gotta wonder what's going on through palota's head right now what direction does he take the team now
2: huh
0: that's a that's a great uh, first julian uh excellent points you know about how the other teams in the league have kind of come up and that obviously uh i mean Juventus is obviously always a top tier team but they literally had to come up since they had gotten dropped to to uh the the betting scandal so um but like napoli is is Clearly, you know, threatening um, far more seriously um, than in uh, you know the some of the earlier times of the of the pod. Uh, but then Sam, you know, equally uh, a good point because it's it's you know he's like well listen I've given you new coaches I've given you new players like you know we're we're building the brand the brand is like immensely successful. Uh, how do we well, translate? That I don't know, Greg. Do you, into- do you really
2: agree with that though? Do you think that um, he's given – as much as he's given, we've, we've lost quite a bit. I think this is the biggest problem we have. Yeah,
0: we absolutely have. We absolutely have, right? But I don't know how much of that is, you know, somebody presenting him with an idea and him saying, okay, if you think it's best, right? Like he's not sitting there going over scouting reports saying, I do believe if we sell Martinos that we can replace him with better players and, and here's, here are the players that I think we should target. You know, I, I think he's relying that's on true. you know the, the the people that he's putting in place for that. Like, I think the areas that he is pulling a lot of the strings on it has to do with the the business and the and the brand, and he's mm-hmm. done a really great job. And in, in my opinion, with that, I think is the the star that he's trying to, to 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 live under is the stadium, because that's the thing that prevents us from from having to do the the sale you know, and, and bring in four players to replace the one superstar and then hope that that works out in some way. Right. Which I don't think it ever has. Maybe, maybe on one occasion um, where we've sold, you know, uh, somebody for a large sum and it brought in like, you know, a number of players that, that have really kind of contributed uh, to make up for that loss. So I I think, you know, Sam, to your point, to your question, I think he's really just kind of hanging, hang, trying to hang his hat on that, on the stadium. And that's I mean, is that ever going to be a thing? Like, I just don't even know anymore. I don't even know where that is. It's been approved fifteen times. Uh, yeah, I don't, don't know. It's hard to keep track what, of. It.
2: Like like everything in Italy involving politics and and business and government, it's it's extremely difficult to really have a solid ground on what's going on. Um, to your point, though, I think that Pelota does have to take a little bit of the blame in terms of. Well, and I don't know if this is the blame, but the financial reality of the club. I, I'll take that back. I won't put that on Pelota. But I think that there is somewhat of a mandate from above that we need to sell in order to be profitable and to sustain. Um, the problem as we learned in the early part of this decade and the late part of last decade, there was a, a minor obsession on Cal show, Twitter with loving Udinese people were just astounded. that They could keep selling and bring in new players and it always seemed to work, but the well went dry. Um, right. it always does. You, you, a gamble is always a gamble. And no matter how good your Mm -hmm. scouts are, someone is not going to pay off. And I think we've seen that a lot with Roma. We sold different guys. We expected different guys to step in and look at how successful Juan Jesus has been or Paredes was for that one year. Um, I mean, I could go on and on with the amount of defenders. You look at the defending situation this year where Fazio has fallen off a cliff. Marcano doesn't seem like he can really be trusted for two matches in a row. Um, right. So we, we need, you need a backbone at some point. And, um, Sometimes I'm astounded we've kept monolots for this long, but our midfield, in particular, is so at best functional. It's it's so machine like, but not in a good way. In a in a static. Yeah. Kind of, um, and well, I think I
0: mean, granted, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, uh, if you look at the a year ago's team, right, and especially in the midfield. Now, like, granted, you know, post. Multiple injuries, Stroopman is not the same as Pree, but he's still, you know, a heart and soul guy. And, and Nainglin, right? So you're removing those two guys, and you're replacing him with, is he awake and Um I think there's, I, I think that you're looking at the two definitions of machine, right? So you're going mm-hmm. from this this well-oiled, like, I will die for my team players, to... Maybe I can do it. You know, kind yeah,
1: of
0: that uh, it, you know so th- Yeah, yeah. Sam what what do you what do you think about uh about our midfield?
1: I do last agree with couple you. years. We, we lost we lost that grinta, we lost that the that, that, <laughs> yeah. that little yeah. extra something we've had last year. I mean we do have we do have Pellegrini, we have Cristante, with with in theory they have a higher ceilings than the players we had last year, but and then now we had a better midfield last year.
2: This is um, actually you know, one of the I, I reasons think... I can't. I'm sorry, Greg, you can go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to um... say, you know.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll edit this part. Greg, you go. Seriously.
0: No, the, you do not edit this part. <laughs> <laughs> this this is, this is, them is them the magic <laughs> of La So what I was going to say was I think, I think Roma is a team that, you know, that relies on the right players versus the best players. Um, I think, you know, just to, I'm going to throw out all my Herbs Brooksisms, but, you know, which that is one. And then the second is they don't have enough talent to win on talent alone, right? Like Juventus is always going to be able to bring in better, more players and more better players. So. It, that being the case, like you need, like Sam's right on. Like that, you need the Grinta. You need that certain X factor in players that is going to take the team and the organization, everybody on their back, and say, "It's okay. We're going to do this." And and that, to me, so when I look at like when I think of Roma, that's that's kind of what what I want to you know, point to as, as what we are lacking when I see the team that's struggling. Um, And so that's what I, I'd love to see kind of come back to the squad.
2: Yeah. It's one of those things where I understand, I think at this point, the amount of hate, I think we can call it hate that Lorenzi gets. Um, But it saddens me because he's one of the few players who actually seems like he gives a damn about the shirt. And I shudder to think right. what does this club become. Even if Lorenzi is now twenty eight, he's been through too many positional changes. He can't cross the ball. We know what his weaknesses are. He can't really defend. But if we lose a player like that, who at least cares about the shirt, do we just become any other kind of mediocre side with great aspirations, but who just can't seem to make the jump?
0: The, I mean, I, I just I, I think you're right. I mean, if you know Florenzi. Listen, I mean, he's. I think they're moving around, and you know, his couple, you know, big injuries really, you know, stunted him a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he he's still. But then, you know, I look at the what's his name, who's the the winger that just said he wants to stay at Roma forever? The guy, young guy, we got. Um,
1: Kleiber? Did Kleiber no, say
0: no, 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 that? Oh, is Yeah, yeah, Zinio, yeah. So like, so I think there's, there's a certain recognition that, that, you know, that's what playing for Roma is and means. So, um, you know, hang on to Florenzi and let's, let's kind of, you know, give him some support and so that he can foster that next generation, including him, uh, and, and a Clivert hopefully, you know, but, you know, it's funny we were talking when you talked about, uh, the Udinese situation, you know, but we are to them what bigger clubs than us do to us. Right. So it's really no different. Like we're just, it's just a matter of what, where do we sit in the table? Unfortunately, we're yeah. mid, we're, you know, mid Europe. Right. So while we can feed off of low Europe and or low wherever, um, there are plenty of uh, bigger fish in the sea that are, that can easily just come in with, with large amounts of money and and take from us. So, I mean, that's always been the problem, right? So, again, going back to the original theme, we're not too different from where we were. Uh, and and I really just think, like, in, until we can have that, that massive influx financially, which, again, was what the, uh, the stadium was purporting to do, then there's really no route. And we can look to years where there's yeah. success in Europe, like last year, or we can look to years like, uh, you know, some of the... Other seasons where we've we've kind of pushed uh, for for the title for portions of the year like that is the definition uh, of our success right now you know qualification for Champions League and threaten the title like that that is the, the yeah but reality, let's even take success right? out of the equation it's, it's,
2: like, it's reality has this been an enjoyable especially under Di Francesco, which was the end of the Di Francesco era, I was so ready for it to end. Has this been an enjoyable era the past couple of years for Roma? I feel like actually they've been very similar despite all the changes insofar as most of the joy has come from hoping a young, really brilliant winger or attacker is going to bail us out. And last year it was Under and watching what he did from January onward. And this year it's been Zaniolo, like you just brought up, Greg, and hoping that he's going to have right. that moment of magic. But there's no system. There's not a systemic style of play. There's not like a systemic. We're not pressing like Klopp. We're not defending like Simeone used to. We're not uh, individually balling out like the Rockets or like Juventus. We don't have a style like Barcelona. There, well, what is the identity of this club's play? I don't. I don't see it out there, and it's it's it's, it's quite interesting yeah. to watch.
1: I agree with you, yeah, no. especially not right now. Yeah, not right good, now. Ranier is trying to find an identity in the team, but I think what Ranieri should be doing is just trying to get the team into Champions League. Uh that's yeah. number one. Right now we we don't have really time to to develop a system right now that'll be that'll be where to start over for next year. Starting over making Champions League would be big. No uh, now. Um what do you guys think about what do you guys think about Ranieri? Is he gonna be able to make Champions League or, or I mean because just imagine this club without Champions League next year? It'll be depressing.
0: Uh I mean it, it would be depressing, but I think it's it's something that we need to mentally start and emotionally start reconciling with now.
1: And I have um, since we lost a spell last week.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, listen, I, I I am willing and this may be an unpopular kind of statement, but I'm willing to yeah. to forego that next year. Um I mean we'll still obviously make it some play in Europe. Right. But for me, I, I am looking at, cause you know, it was interesting hearing Julian kind of rattle off the way he did the, you know, the different clubs with their different uh, identities and attributes. And, and what I want to get to is what is like Roma's identity so that somebody else in their conversation can say, you know, we don't have, you know, Barcelona style. We don't have Roma's whatever. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's hard, right? Maybe it's that, that toughness, right? That yeah. every single time you play against them, that it's, it's just, it's always a very tough match and they're, they play hard and they give for they're all for the shirt, which I know is something that Regnetti is preaching to the, to the lads, you know, quite frequently, um, which is great, which is why he's a great caretaker because nobody, few people care as much about the, those colors than he, um, so so for me, if 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 they don't make it, but he reminds them of that factor and builds that and it starts to instill that in them. And we start to see between now and then uh, a, a shift um, in the mindset, uh, in the way that these these guys play. I, I agree. I, I mean, I believe that that would actually equal wins. Uh, but at the same point in time, like I, I don't know if that's going to get us to the Champions League because there's there's so many other factors, right? We have to win, yeah. others have to drop points. It's three well, for two, us, less than three for them.
2: Yeah, two things really fast, Greg. I want to hop in here because I think you, you're bringing up a lot of good points. Um, first one is that Roma used to be the club we identified with heart. Like This was the club where La Mella and Mexis left, and neither of them had won any, at least anything of note. I think Mexis had a Copa Italia or a Supercopa. But they cried when they left, and it's not because they sure. were leaving a club that gave them 14 Scudetti like Juventus, it's because they cared. Number two, I think yeah. we need to start coping with the fact that we're probably not going to be in the Champions League next year. Um, if you look at our run-in, yep. it's just brutal. I'm going to quickly go yep. through this just to give everyone an idea in case they don't know. We have Napoli after the break at the end of March, um, and then when that following Wednesday we host Fiorentina, and later that week, we're away at Sampdoria. So those three weeks are pretty tough. By uh, before the end of the season, we still have to go away to Inter. We host Cagliari, which is never easy for Roma. Um, we host mm-hmm. Juventus. And then um, uh, Sassuolo, hopefully, shouldn't be too bad. We're away to them. And then we end against Parma. We have several big games in there. I mean, if we still have to play Napoli, Inter, and Juve, who are all ahead of us. If we can't beat them... Um, we have to hope for like a Milan collapse essentially, and, and they're just playing too well. I don't see it happening at this point. Lazio is also probably going to overtake us if they win their game in hands. We might finish as low as sixth, forget uh, fourth. Um, it's It's been that bad of a season, really. Yeah, or, or too, uh,
0: too different, like too wildly crazy of a season, right? Like just there's no consistency. Like if, if they lose a match, you can't sit there and say, Oh, well, this season, based on the way they play, likely they lost because of XYZ. It's like I have no idea. It could be fifteen different reasons why they lost a match that they that we would all agree that they should have won, right? And that's oh, why absolutely. that's why for me Yeah, that's that's why for me I need to see something that that makes me excited about twenty nineteen in the remain twenty nineteen, twenty twenty season in the remainder of, of this season. I don't, uh, you know, it'd be super great. Obviously, financially, it's always
2: important to make Champions League. Um, but as a fan... It's, it's, I would say it's more than important. It's, it's, it's probably it's the critical. difference between... Yeah, keeping someone like Manolas or Zaniolo, insert your favorite player here versus... Although, who knows? Because we've made the Champions League year after year and we're still selling our best players. It doesn't really seem to matter. But, so yeah, I can't, it, I, exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, Let's think about this. So, now, if we don't right. make Champions League, how much will this will this team change next year?
0: That's a great question.
2: That's a great question. Um, uh, it will probably change. Uh, I it's, would think it's most equally, right? I think you could see that happening, whether or not we make it. But again, like we just said,
0: right? Like we we've we've seen upheaval after every season, pretty much, with the exception of you know smaller changes from you know Garcia year to Garcia year. Um, but there still has been, you know, a tremendous amount of change year over year, which I think is part of the problem, right? You talked about yeah. the backbone and, and that you, we can, we can spin that, the use of that term many, many different ways in order to try and, uh, you know, fill in the gaps and, and create a Roma that, uh, you know, that we feel has a fighting chance every, uh, every match. Um, that's why for me, it's, it's, I, I, I wanted to create that identity over the remainder of the season. Yeah. and have that spill spill into to next season right like so just to, to understand that there's there's a way that you play when you put on that jersey there's a way that you play when you're wearing that kit when you play for this team and it, it's not about you know oh we're attacking pressure or you know we're we're it's champagne football that's not what I'm talking about like it, it's it's got to be a mindset and a determination uh factor um, that has to be applied so that no matter what the system is, it is, re- is irrelevant because you're going to apply the same mindset and the same effort and the same kind of determination to whatever it is that you're being tasked to do. And I yeah, think that's I would, I would agree. part of the problem is, yeah, you know, we, you get caught up in numbers, right? You know, I, I wrote a, a piece a while ago, like uh, talking about, you know, the definition of a role or something like that. And, you know, we get, we get really, really caught up in like, well, we're playing four, two, three, one. We should be using a four, three, three. Like that doesn't matter as much as you think it does. What's what matters is what are you asking? What are you asking those players to do? And if what you're asking those players to do does not work well, then that's the issue, right? Yeah. So there's a role and there's a position right. and I think, if you those things become irrelevant, if you all play the Roma way, whatever that is, whatever they determine that is. But as we've discussed, as Sam, you know, brought up, uh, it's it's with that grinta, it's with that that toughness, the thing that makes you like, God, I hate fucking playing against those guys. You can bleep that out if you want. Well, if that, if that is if the way we want to go, we can swear on this or not, but. <laughs>
1: And I remember, I remember Ranieri, Ranieri saying something like that in his, press, in his first press conference yeah, back as a Roma yeah. coach. He, tr- yeah. he tried to unify mm-hmm. everybody. He, t- he, t- he, sent, he sent the right message. I like what he said on his conference. Yeah. I do, too. He had a me, great me
2: first press I think he, that um, he, he represent,
0: he's representing himself, right? He's representing what he would see in himself and what he would do himself uh, because he is a fan, a player, a coach, uh, and every bit a part of this organization Um, and because he wants it to succeed, it's difficult for him to see anything less than everybody's best, um, in what they're being tasked to do.
2: Yeah. I also think one thing we need to take into account is, um, I think teams really like buying players from us because we're not super great at selling and we're always willing to sell. There's been very few transfer fees I've looked at and thought, wow, Roma, you know what? We didn't want to let go of Allison, but we got a King's ransom for him. Um, or Salah or Rudinger or we, we at best get I think a fair price but if you truly don't need to sell like we did not need to sell Allison last year we made it to the semifinals of the Champions League do we really need the extra income to stay afloat I don't know the the impression we get every year is that we need the Champions League to, to, to you know to break even to stay afloat for the year if we make it all the way to the semifinal I'd like to see that we don't have to lose Allison and Nengoland. Um, now, Nabilen turned out to be a bargain because we got Daniolo back in return. At the time, I think it was very fair to say that fee seemed awfully low. Um, and why, why aren't we better at selling for a better price? Is it because everyone knows we're gonna sell? So what's the point in jacking up the price like they know these players are gonna leave? This is something I've been thinking about a lot. Sam, you the thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, we we kind of have to look at it on a per player basis. I think Salah wanted to go, and then he had one year remaining on his contract. Um, Allison, it's hard hard to tell them. Listen, don't sell Allison. Uh, listen, I, I would love to keep Allison, but when 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 the team offers you that much money, it's hard to say how to turn that down. No. I would
2: say I, I would argue no. Contract not,
1: for a goalie. Would I think he was the most expensive goalie for like a. Couple of days and then the for a couple. That's yeah. the thing for
2: a couple of days until uh, Chelsea's yeah. new goalie broke it. But that's what I'm saying. Allison was the hottest name last year in terms of goalies. I listened to the Ringers podcast. The Ringer has a, a soccer podcast. They never talk about Roma, and they would talk about Allison very often last year. Like he was becoming a household name. That's the kind of guy you right. sell an exorbitant fee if you need to sell him. But he was under contract. We had no reason to sell his price in the post Neymar era. Is is too low for a player of his quality, um, especially? We, I don't understand why we repeat sell like Jurgen Klopp is. Is Liverpool loves buying from us? I can't understand why we keep selling to the same teams. Um, it makes me hate those Isn't teams. I a, want don't we have to connections with them? We do, which which potentially raises a whole right. lot of other questions. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. But that's not good enough. I don't I don't want to see my favorite players or these stars for Roma go to Liverpool tear up the Premier League, make it to the final of the Champions League. Um, And if we're going to sell, at least disperse them. At least let's get really good fees and send them all over the... That's at least how I see it. Now, I don't know. Maybe that's the highest boot we got. But in that case, we don't have to sell a player all the time. We can keep them sometimes. We can keep them, guys.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's it's okay, Julian. I know it's been a while since we've done one of these and you're you're basically getting out like three straight years of uh, frustration in one pod <laughs> and it's good. It's good because I don't want you to keep it in. Um, but, you know, I think I just, we talked a little bit about earlier, like our, our ability to replace has not been, has probably been equally as poor I would say. Um, just overall, like sure, on a per deal basis, maybe we've We've made some, uh, some good pickups and good changes, but um, you know, so we're getting in all this money and then, you know, sh- shuffling it uh, back out into, into other players. And again, looking at the, the midfield situation, I, I just, like, it, it makes me sick. We went from like the best midfield in Europe to, you know, a bunch of also rams. Right. I mean, like mm-hmm. they're not bad players, um, but but there's no combination of them out there that I'm like, I feel good about what we're doing right
1: now. Exactly. Before, if you, let me just chime in really quick. Uh, with the midfield before, let's say last year, we got score on. You, you could think that, you know, this team might fight back. This year, this, we get score on. We don't feel good about ourselves, about our chances of coming back with that midfield, no?
0: No, that's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, just, we need to give these, these guys some more time, which absolutely may be the case, Um, you know, cause it's really Pellegrini's kind of stepping in to his own a bit, uh, a bit more. And, uh, you know, some of the other players you brought in either That's having true. a bust or, or just adequate, right. They, like, like you, you mentioned earlier, Sam, that, you know, part of the reason is cause they have a higher ceiling and they're just not close to reaching that ceiling, you know, yet. And, Again, maybe it's time. Maybe it's just the wrong system. You know, they're not they're not playing in a role that they're comfortable with, and it or isn't taking advantage of the things that they do uh, the best. I, I'm not sure, um, but but I can say that like it it just it just doesn't feel like that marauding kind of difficult to play against midfield that that Roma is known for, and I think really kind of needs to
2: get back to.
1: Yeah, no.
2: I know. I have a. I have an idea for maybe a fun segment, I think, because I know we're running out of time. Um, and I kind of like breaking podcasts into segments, I think it makes it more fun to listen to. We have five players that have started over 20 matches. I'm going to read their name, and then I think we could alternate. And let's keep this brief, less than a minute. Do you think that they've exceeded expectations for the season, met the expectations you had for the season, or underachieved for the season? Because I think it's actually pretty telling. When you look at the five players who have made the most starts for us, and then you talk about the problems that we've been having. I think that, uh, I think there's a correlation. But I don't want to spoil what I would say to these guys. <laughs> um, it's, it's cute
0: that you could think we could do it under a minute, but go ahead.
2: We're going to try. We're going to do our best, okay? So here we go. I'm going to shoot this one over to Sam first. The player who has made the most appear- starts for Roma this season, Robin Olsen. Oh, uh,
1: tough one, huh? <laughs> Matt? Uh. You, I, 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 if I you agree. ask me, the first few months so, surpassed, but in the last couple months nah, met. I'm gonna go even met.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll agree. I don't know if you want to go one person, all five, or if you wanted to go one person then around. That's
2: gonna room. take more than one, one minute. Yeah, let's round robin it. Get everyone's opinion.
0: All right, so yeah, I, I agree. I think he hasn't been spectacular. He's had moments of 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 you know, high play. And he's had the same reference moments of less so, but you know, he's replacing the guy that we just talked about who went for the highest amount for a goalkeeper at one point in time. Uh, So he he was never going to be live up to those expectations. He's a, he's a, uh, a national team kind of highlight player, right? So he had a, he had a highlight reel during a national team kind of tournament. And that kind of boosted him up. Like if you actually, uh, you know checked out uh his former teams kind of comments when he was leaving it was not the most glowing praise they were they were mostly okay with him going whereas if you checked out Roma's when Allison was leaving it, it was a totally different story right so yeah. um but he he's come in and he's he's held the job right he hasn't lost the job so that's that's as much as i could say
1: Allison uh, well, is I, a good goalie I, Allison is an elite goalie no
2: I actually am going to yeah, be tougher yeah, than you sure. guys. I'm going to say he's, uh, he's been below expectations for me. Maybe it's because he's replacing Allison, but Olsen reminds me too much of Dony out there, where, yes, he can have some spectacular saves, but there's too many gas. There's too many moments where you don't trust him at all, even with a simple back pass. I'll keep my comments on him short. Uh, he's below expectations for me. Number Greg. two, Greg, I'll kick this to you first. Second most <laughs> appearances, 24. 24 appearances, 23 starts. Alexander Kolarov.
0: Uh, hmm. I, I'm I'm just uh I, I think I'm carrying a lot of like last year bias, um in saying that I I just I appreciate the way the guy plays the game, um I, I think he's not quite been as good as last season or you know his his tenure uh, at Roma to date. um, but I'm I'm a fan
2: of the guy, so I don't know, maybe he's like one of our top to scorers teams,
1: too, if I'm not mistaken. I was
2: just gonna say, would it change your opinion yeah, if you knew he was tied for second most goals on the team this year?
0: No, I'm saying like he's. I'm saying he's he's between a meets and exceeds for me. Like he's he's definitely like I, I believe in him, and I feel like you know, especially considering his past, like he is, he's adopt, ad- adapted and adopted, you know, quite well with uh,
1: with Roma. In my opinion, right. he's got moments where he, when he defensively I didn't like, but he's got seven, he's got, he's one of the top scorers. So to me, the minimum he met, I can't, you know.
2: Yeah, I would say met as well. Like 33 year old fullback, um, who's really good yep. at free kicks. He's been about what I expected him to be. I haven't been super blown away, but he hasn't let me down necessarily too often. Um, okay. And just to clarify, because I know someone's going to call me out on this. We're just doing the players who have started the most for Roma. So for example, Cristante has made 26 appearances, but seven were off the bench. So he doesn't count. He's only made 19 starts. All right. I'm going to start with this one. Um, and Zonzi, he's the third most, he has 22 starts for the club. Um, it pains me to say it, but underwhelming, I really thought he would come in. stabilize the uh, yeah, amid- Totally. He has a ton of experience. He just won a world cup. He's played, uh, in, I don't know. He probably has the record for most Europa league, uh, final appearances, right. Along with the rest of Sevilla. um, but he hasn't been that great. And actually, he's been pretty underwhelming to 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 really not kind of sugarcoat it. So I expected a lot more from him. Um, too often, I kind of forget he's playing, which is never a good thing.
1: I agree. He started the season a little bit slow. Then he picked it up a little bit where you thought maybe he was going to keep that level. But then he never really took it to the next one. He's kind of like a blah player. He's there, no?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right, and I, I agree with, with everything we're saying. Julian, I think you get the nail on the head with the forget that he's out there, which is absolutely the case most of the time for myself as well. Um, just ineffective, ineffectual, apathetic. Um, many other words I could use to describe, but uh, point, point uh, made, I think, by all of us. Moving on.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, real quick aside, I just want to add. Usually, and is the kind of player that typically the stereotype would be as the player ages and their legs start to go, everyone thinks they'll excel in Italy. I see the opposite. I actually think he's too slow now. He feels like he's so slow and ponderous on the ball. I feel like I'm watching him move through cement as he's trying to like run through, across the field. Anyway, okay. Um, Sam, back to you. Uh, number four, 21 starts, 24 appearances. Federico Fazio.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, well that's a, that's an easy one. Underwhelmed. Fazio, whatever happened to him? We, he's the same defender that helped us made the semi-finals of the Champions League last year. Uh, it's just really re- weird case with him. Uh, very big drop of form. Uh, yeah, underwhelm. No, no, no question.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is a pretty easy one as well. Um, I'm not sure what the. The issue is that kind of put him into this position where, you know, he was a, a trusted lieutenant of the, of the, you know, the back line. And, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's, it's, uh, you know, he's more of what he was pre-Roma than, than what we've had since uh, since he's been a player here.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that the common thing we heard at first was facio was great in a back three, but he really sucks. And you put him in a back four, he's too slow. He can't cover. But I feel like over the past couple seasons that hasn't, always held up. I feel like there's times using in a back three and kind of sucks, and then there's games he plays in the back four, and he's pretty good. This season, I feel like it doesn't really matter what you do with him. He... he he's a lamppost out there.
1: Is it safe to say um, that this is his last year in Rome?
2: I mean, he's already 32. We um, yeah. have a pretty old squad that we need to prune. I would be a little surprised, unless we cleared out so much and we needed some leadership in the back line, but I would be a little shocked if we kept him next year. I Agree. All right, Greg. The last one we're going to do today: twenty-one apps for the club. Costas Manolas. Um, I, I think
0: uh, this is probably a terrible answer, but I, I'm just going to say met. Uh, I, I don't, you know, expectations, um, which is difficult to say because you know, he's been and done so much that you would think that the expectations for him would be super high. And if that was the case, you know, I don't necessarily feel like he's played at that level, but I, I just, I don't know something about going into this year. I'm like, all right, you know, this he's probably, this, this is going to be some of that, that downward turn, right? I I think may start losing a step or may start, you know, making some bad decisions and, and, and starting to see some of that. So, but you know he still is who he is and he still gives a massive crap about the team uh so i'm going to go with met
1: i agree with greg uh, met is met is i think the for me too uh, uh listen if you compare manolas to with the previous season there's no way you can say it exceeded uh but also whenever we don't have him on the field we we notice when we don't have him on the field so so met that's right
2: <laughs> um I actually am going to say exceeded. I'm, I will admit, though, I'm very biased. And that's the end of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> uh, Thank you
0: for listening. I'm going to just, I'll justify this a little bit.
2: <laughs> he's been on the team since 2014, 2015. So, number one, he must have a record in the modern era, not since next S, I I think, if we had a defender on the team. Um, he's, it'll be his fifth year. I don't know if any center back in Europe has had to play with more combinations of defenders as a partner than Manolas has had to. He has had to adapt almost every season to a new partner next to him, except unfortunately for Fazio, who stayed and completely fell off a cliff. Um, that kind of adaptability is really tough. He's also never That's a really great been. Point. He's never been coached by a really good defensive coach. I would love to see what Manolas is capable of under Simeone or someone who actually seems like they know how to sort out a back line. That is um, a great point too. He's he's been our fire extinguisher for five years, and we owe him yep. a statue when he when he leaves this club. And honestly, I, I wouldn't blame him at all if he left and he went to a club like Atletico, who's or Man United, who are linked to him, and gave him a chance to really shine. I agree. I mean, his one of his biggest assets is his speed, but he's only twenty seven, which is remarkable. He's he's somehow not even in, you know, a, a center back could go on for much longer if if he can learn how to not maybe his speed isn't always going to be weapon, but... You can arguably um,
1: make the argument that he's reaching the peak of his career, no?
2: He may be. He, if, he if could. If he just really yeah. helps him out. You have some defenders at 32 that are great. Like, look at Nesta Maldini and could play for years beyond that. Then you have someone like Fazio who doesn't have the reading of the game and the agility to make up for. Interested to see where Manolas goes. So I imagine we'll sell him in the next year or two. Um, but I have a huge soft spot in my heart for him. Um, he also cares, and he always shows it on the field, sometimes stupidly so, but I'll always take that passion over the apathy of insanity, That's right.
0: For that's the Roma way. Not, not just abject you know, passion for the team, but making sure it's done in a way that hurts the team as well.
2: <laughs> um, so, that's pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, no, that, that was fun.
0: really good. That was a good segment. Thanks for, uh, for tracking that down, Julian. It was good, that was, that was, it was yeah. good to kind of run through that. And I I think the the overarching point that, that you were trying to make is, you know, we're, we we do not have tremendous high opinions for the people that have, uh, played the most, right? It's not like everybody was exceed. And even the ones that we were saying met expectations, it was usually with some major caveats around, um, you know, limited acceptability of performance or limited expectations going in. So, uh, you know, you you want your best players and the ones that are performing the best and the most to be ones that are playing the most. And if that's not the case, um, then that that certainly is a sign of uh, of why you see the results that you do.
1: Agree. Uh, look look at the results of our little segment over here. We're mixed results. Exactly exactly how Roma season is going with mixed results.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: yep. That's that was the whole point of the game.
0: Yep. Awesome all right i think uh probably best to wrap it up here i think this has kind of a been a good kind of review of the organization uh talking through where we are uh where roma is uh you know how how very little has actually changed uh over the last uh, 10 years or so um coincidentally along the same run uh, as the podcast has has had and you know just to kind of End it with some some thoughts on, uh, on on what we're trying to do here. So, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing some rebranding. I'm fairly certain the first La Magic Ass logo was done in MS Paint. Um, so, we're going to put some spit and polish on that puppy. There we go. Um, and uh, perhaps a new website, perhaps. That YouTube could be on the channel? works.
1: I was thinking about it already.
0: Right. Yeah, perhaps a YouTube channel as well. Yeah, so there's there's definitely some some uh some exciting plans, really uh, put a little faces
1: know. to the, to the, to the voices.
0: That's right. That's right which is, you know, an unfortunate thing for folks when I'm speaking, but <laughs> uh, a pleasure for when the other two another three and our guests are speaking. Uh Oh, but, I actually uh, wanted so to do was, one
2: one more quick thing um before we go. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. sure. So Greg, me and I'm not even on Twitter anymore. Um I don't think you're super active on Twitter in terms of Roma stuff, but do you guys have any shout outs? If people are listening to this and really want to follow Roma accounts on Twitter, do you guys have any accounts you really would recommend for people?
0: Oh my God. My ability to answer that question is answered by your statement about my activity on Twitter. So it's, I used to have for... some people
2: I really love to follow, but they're not, I actually just checked. They're not super active. I eat prima punta. I love a Thomas Hoy. I, I, I Mostly tweets in, I think, Norwegian now, and he's not as active. I, I feel like Roma Twitter is kind of dying off a little bit. Um, John Solano, Solano underscore 56, I think is still very active. He's a great source of Roma stuff. He owns Roma Press. Um, I believe he has a podcast also. the decline uh,
0: Ke- of Twitter went with the decline of the pod, I'm just saying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one, of, sorry, the
1: ones, one <laughs> of the ones that is my to-go <laughs> for Roma news is um, Chiesa Di Totti, no? You guys know about that
2: one. Oh. Of course, Nation yeah, yeah, the, Blog Yeah, they're still
0: life. they're still rolling. They're they're still producing content, and you know it's it's always been great. Um, uh, you know they've had uh, folks uh, in and out. You know producing content, and, and it's always been super great. I and mean, I think Chris Chris's voice, uh, you know, that I believe that was the guy that started it um, was is yeah. always going to be my favorite and the best. Oh, he yes, inspired. Um, he was but, such yeah. an,
1: he was such a good writer.
0: huh? Yeah.
1: Brilliant.
0: Absolutely. Okay. My, my, favorite yeah, writer. yeah, exactly. I mean, just, he, he just, and he, he spoke, he spoke Roma too, which was the best. I right? haven't like, read an article about that guy in five wit. years
1: and I still miss him. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. exactly. That's exactly right.
0: And, and which, which again, all due respect, like the folks that are there now do a fantastic job and I don't want to slight them at all, but just as we, as we talk about the old uh, Roma offside, um, uh, you know, content and, and all that stuff like that, Th- those were some of the best uh, times, you know, reading up on and staying in touch with, uh, staying in touch with Roma. So there, there's definitely a, a bunch. And you know what, I think we'll take that as an action item, Julian for the next pod to kind of come up with the the folks who went like, when we see them post something, like kind of gets us excited, even if it's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a difficult, uh, a difficult piece. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I know Tony and yeah. Theo, the, my, my Philadelphia brothers, um, who, don't live in Philadelphia, but I, I met them uh, when we went to to track down, (laughs) when we went to track down Roma, like those guys are are solid Roma fans and and usually have some good things to say, but I'm not sure how uh, actually Tony, I think is pretty active still, but uh, we'll, we'll put together a list of uh, of good accounts for, for folks to follow. And, um, and then, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, do a little bit of our own in terms of reconnecting with the, uh, the community now that we're back to producing content. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Exactly. No, super excited about it. Now, the the website idea yeah, that you said, um, the website is a great idea. So, so folks have a little, have a reference point for us. And also they don't have to be scrambled. Yeah. Should I go to iTunes? Yep. Should I go to Podbean? Should I go here? Should I go there? Huh? It's a point of reference. That, that's something that, that, that we should look into uh, soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. We used to have uh, Roma Journal act as that uh, gateway. Um, but, uh, well, will as we, you know, relaunch everything, I think uh, a refresh and a rebrand is probably uh, worth it at this point in time. So, lots, lots to come. But uh, in the meantime, the focus will be just trying to get, uh, you know, some consistent pods up uh, while we're working on all that stuff in the background. And we're just super excited uh, to be working with Sam, uh, to have Alex and uh, Julian back, and, and whoever else we can get as uh, as guests on the pod. Um, but uh, just want to again thank Sam for kind of Lighting the fire under us and, and getting us back and up and running for the Magic Cast and um, so you can check him out here you can check him out on uh, on the Planet Aroma and yeah that's it guys well done we did it
1: we did we it we it. finished it before right. we go though before we go uh, Greg tell uh, tell tell them how they can find you on Twitter are you on Twitter and Instagram where where can they find you uh, on
0: Twitter you can find me at Greg C nine and I, I have instagram but i don't it's like i have two pictures of like my wife and kids <laughs>
1: what about you so. julian <laughs> you, are you active on social media or not?
2: no i've I've actually completely detoxed from social media so if you guys want to hear what i have to say for some reason you'll have to tune into just the pod i used to be very active i used to write for roman's website um but a lot's changed over the past like three or four years so um just here
1: here you go guys you better subscribe
2: <laughs> well about you, Sam? Let's get yours out there, too. Uh,
1: Twitter, Samuel Rubio 99 That'll be... That's how awesome. you find me. At SamuelRubio99. Um, that's and that's how I also... Time, the... I release a little bit of stuff for my Spanish podcast. I tweet a little bit in Spanish and English, so if you're okay with that, yeah, that's how you find me.
0: And just just for, for the folks with uh, short-term memory like me, it's pl- Planeta underscore Roma, right?
1: Correct. There you go. Look at very good. Polish Perfect.
0: All right. Here we go. <laughs> awesome stuff. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Everybody listening, I hope you enjoyed having the Magic Cast back. Thanks to Sam. Thanks to Julian. Uh, this is Greg. Ciao.
2: Ciao. Bye, guys. We'll talk in three years, okay?
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Goodbye. Awesome. Oh god, that was so much fun. I miss I miss doing that a lot. I know, I miss it too.